Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Welcome everyone to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm Dave Ripper from Crossway in Nashua, New Hampshire, and we are on day 24 of a 40-day journey where we are learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom so God might use us to help build his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. And within our series, we're focusing on how ministry overflows from our ever-deepening life with God. And to get a picture of ministry from this perspective of getting heaven in the people, we've been looking verse by verse, line by line, through one of the Bible's most beautiful passages, Psalm 23. And we're discovering six key aspects of Psalm 23 ministry. And today we're going to look at the fifth quality, overflow overflow. What comes to mind as you think about the ministry of overflow? Well, before we explore this theme, let's listen again to Psalm 23 in its entirety. And as we listen to it, just imagine God as your good shepherd, drawing near to you right where you are, right as you are. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The key phrase behind the Psalm 23 ministry of overflow is naturally, my cup overflows. Or in the King James Version, my cup runneth over. One of the most powerful articles I have ever read on Christian ministry is only about four pages in length. And it's called A Cup Running Over by, you guessed it, Dallas Willard. I'd encourage you to read it and you can find it with a pretty simple online search. A Cup Running Over by Dallas Willard. In this piece, Willard quotes one of my favorite lines from author Henry Nouwen. Nouwen contends, the main obstacle to love for God is service for God. Listen to that again. The main obstacle to love for God is service for God. In other words, we can sometimes avoid a relationship with God by doing so many pious, holy, serving actions. We can think we're doing all these great things for God while avoiding Him. 
Pete Scazzaro talks about one of the symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality is using God to run from God. And that's what now, and I believe, is talking about. The main obstacle to love for God is service for God. We can get so wrapped up in doing things for God that we never take that time to be with him. We try and serve for God's love to prove ourselves to God rather than serving from the overflow of the reception of God's love that he wants to give us each and every day. And when we are serving and not being with God, we can easily find ourselves leaning on our own strength, depending on our own skills. And when we are doing that over and over for a prolonged length of time, we can easily find ourselves drifting into a point of dangerous depletion. And when that occurs, we are more susceptible to temptation, to sin, and to really ministering in an in a hurtful rather than helpful way. But to ensure we don't fall into this default mode or trap, Willard wisely and boldly encourages Christians in this article to make sure you have substantial times every week when you do nothing but enjoy God. Do you have substantial times allotted in your schedule every week to do nothing but enjoy God? Let's think for a moment. How do you enjoy God? Do you enjoy God? One of the things I've been learning is that it is okay to talk to God and ask him for the desire to desire him more, to find greater pleasure and enjoyment at being with him and enjoying what he has given to us. How do you enjoy him when you do? How might God be inviting you to enjoy him? A big influence on Dallas Willard's life was St. Ignatius of Loyola, in particular his spiritual exercises. And in these spiritual exercises, which I could not recommend more highly for you to consider making the exercises at some point in your life, maybe as a response to this podcast, but in the principle and foundation of the Spiritual Exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola. Paraphrased, Ignatius writes, God who loves us, creates us, and wants to share life with us forever. Our love response takes shape in our praise and honor and service of the God of our life. All the things in this world are also created because of God's love and they become a context of gifts presented to us so that we can know God more easily and make a return of love more readily. The part I want to highlight, and that's such a rich text in the history of Christian spirituality, but I wanted to highlight the aspect that we should view the world as a context of gifts Context of gifts for us to receive so that we might enjoy God, knowing him more easily and making a return of love through our obedience, through our worship, through our friendship, through our pursuit of God more readily. 
In other words, for us to minister with freedom, dependence, and power from the Holy Spirit, this ministry must overflow from an ever-deepening satisfaction in Christ. In this article, Willard warns, the preacher who does not minister in that satisfaction is on dangerous ground. Those who experience moral failure are those who have failed to live a deeply satisfied life in Christ, almost without exception. Just this past week, two globally known pastors have been exposed for moral failings yet again. And oftentimes it just begs many of us to wonder, is there something wrong about our faith, about our ministry that causes so many to stumble and to fall in such public and such disgraceful ways? And I don't think there's anything wrong with our faith. I think there is many things wrong with our application of faith. Like, as Nahalan talks about, service for God can be as a great obstacle to love for God. And that occurs when we're not finding that deep satisfaction in Christ. Listen to what Willard shares next. I know my temptations come out of situations where I am dissatisfied, not content. I am worried about something or not feeling the sufficiency I know is there. If I have a strong temptation, it will be out of dissatisfaction. Think about what's been tempting you lately to pull you away from God and perhaps toward attention-seeking or power or sex or lashing out in anger or seeking money or possessions or escape, whatever that might be. Perhaps these temptations are indicative that you are not finding the satisfaction you could or should in Christ. And this isn't just for those of us who call ourselves pastors. If you are a member of God's church and you are a minister, it's the priesthood of all believers, that important, important doctrine. So this applies to you, even if you're not standing at the pulpit. But if you're starting to feel temptations getting stronger in certain areas of your life, that might be like a warning indicator that you're not finding enough satisfaction in Christ. I love this final line that I'll share from this powerful article I hope you read. Willard says, The surest guarantee against failure is to be so at peace and satisfied with God that when wrongdoing presents itself, it isn't even interesting. This is how we stay out of temptation. Just imagine being so satisfied with God that things that would have been tempting to you just kind of lose their power, their grip, their allure. In 2010, when I got to study directly under Dallas, at a course from Denver Seminary in Colorado Springs, one of the most freeing things that Dallas talked about, if we want to overcome sin so that we might be able to easily and routinely do everything that God says, is to become the kind of person who just would not even have an appetite for lust, for power, 
for whatever it is that can trap us and lure us away from God. To have such satisfaction in Him. The temptations would lose their power over us. St. Ignatius of Loyola would talk about being too grateful to sin. We could just substitute that word grateful for satisfied, too satisfied to sin. So over a ministry of overflow protects us from sin, but it also enables us, I believe, to be like that cup running over, that we can minister more effectively and powerfully in an attractive way because of the abundance of life we are experiencing in Christ. I preach roughly three dozen times a year on Sundays and do a lot of other teaching and speaking beyond that. And one of the tests for me to always make sure I am communicating with integrity is to make sure that I am not standing up here because I have to say something, but to ensure that I am a person who has something to say. And that can feel pretty daunting week after week, year after year, but you will always have something to say. When you are satisfied in Christ, you will always have something to offer when you are satisfied in Christ. Having something to say flows out of satisfaction for Christ. So how might you cultivate a life of overflow? It might seem inefficient to just take a walk, to to behold God and wonder to enjoy friendship. We'll talk a little bit about this in our next episode on soul care. But what might you do to deepen your satisfaction in Christ so you can be like that cup overflowing? Because in a world where we are so dangerously depleted, I believe people will see the good news of the gospel in and through us when our lives are like these cups that overflow. So may you not minister from a place of have to, but of how could I not? It just overflows easily, routinely, from a well of satisfaction in Christ. So today, may you take time to slowly, patiently, deeply enjoy God trusting that God will take care of all you need. And may your cup overflow for the glory of God, for the good of others, and for your joy. Grace and peace be with you, friends.